Welcome to the Nerds Podcast number 768. What's going on with the corkboard? Well, here we go. I got something. What you got? What you okay. got? So, uh, when I went to UCLA, yeah. and I was in this group, the UCLA Comedy Club, which was basically this a group out. of young stand-ups, and we all met once a week and helped each other write material, and then we'd go perform in the dorms and stuff. That's how I met Mike Furman, Ooh. my best friend Mike Furman. Uh, my friend Steve Callahan was president when I was he there. He works for Family Guy. He is now an executive producer on Family Guy. Our other friend Pat Megan also writes for Family Guy. Uh, and then one of my other friends is a guy named Chris Plain. And Chris uh, has written an epic fantasy sci-fi novel series, actually. Oh. So he's written the first of seven books. That's a lot of books. It's a lot of books. Uh, but it's called Whispers of Fate. It's on Amazon. And uh, pick it up. He spent. He said he spent five years writing the first one. Hopefully, it doesn't Jesus take him Christ. five years to You're write each one of seven books. But uh, Chris is a great guy, and I adore him. Is there a fun like stand by me image of all of you guys somewhere? Because I feel like that might burn the internet. Somewhere like, like, there just, is. That'd be amazing. Just somewhere there's an image of us doing uh, a parody of the old Calvin Klein ads, where it was just like all the hair. Oh, I'm glad that it's not models. dated at all, and it'll still feel relevant. <laughs> <laughs> That's better than all of you guys just standing and smiling. Somewhere there's a, I'm glad you were clever. Some, somewhere there's pictures of us. I don't know where those pictures are, though. I don't, I don't know if it's in a UCLA yearbook. or, if, You know, the guy that would have those pictures would be Steve Callahan because he Steve keeps amazing files and notes on everything. Oh, so. I, I would love to see the photo just to see all of you guys just fresh-faced. Oh, like, oh, I hope dorks. Let's all get funny. Um, Whispers of Fate on Amazon Now by Christopher Allen Plain. Uh, what do you got, Kyle? Uh, I got... Uh, uh, Nerd quilts. Good. Uh, I I was actually thinking about it because I was sitting on the chair back there where we have a nice nerd themed blanket, and I was like, more people should have soft things with Doctor Who, Sherlock, and Walking Dead logos on them. So it's uh, on Etsy. It is uh, just search my nerd quilt, uh, and then there are my nerd quilts on at my nerd quilts on Twitter. You can see their goods on Instagram at uh, my nerd underscore quilt, uh, and they got some cool stuff. I, I really like the Walking Dead blankets they've got, and I might get one for my aunt. So I hope she's not listening. Fantastic. Uh, this episode is Fred Savage, who's so goddamn funny. He is a silly man. Well, he's really nice, and we became pals when he was directing uh, Garfunkel and Oates, and uh, the, he directed their TV show. He also, I didn't realize, had directed a billion Always Sunny in Philadelphia episodes. He's, he's directed a ton of uh, once stuff. Once I started noticing, like, he's directed everything out there. Well, now he's on The Grinder, which is Tuesdays at 8.30 p.m. on Fox. I mean, aren't we all on The Grinder? But secretly? But, wait, that's uh, an app and not the show, The Grinder. I'm, are you telling me that, that Scruffy t- Host 69 was not you mm-hmm. messaging me? I'm not saying... It... You did call me Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... And then said, er, uh, I mean, don't turn me into a fountain. I mean, I, I just, you know, I wanted a random encounter that also felt familiar yeah. at the same oh, time. Oh, it's like the Pina Colada song. It's a lot of fun. We walk in and it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was uh, Rupert Holmes 99 on... Uh, on... <laughs> took a second. That was a slow burn. But anyway, Fred Savage uh, is was fucking delightful on this podcast. Uh, it was he was a guy. He was one of those guys that immediately just clicked in yeah. with everyone and could just be sitting in on most of the episodes. Now here is the episode number seven hundred and sixty-eight with Fred Savage, Katie. Katie. Yeah. <laughs> Would you um? Could you do me a favor? Sure. What's up? Well. 
This is the beginning of the podcast episode, and we've just done the intro. Mm-hmm. So, will you? Uh, I'm really embarrassed to ask this. I, could I? Is there any way I could convince you to start the thing? Okay. That went well. <laughs> now entering nerdist.com. Savage is walking down the hallway. His footsteps get closer. Fred Savage has entered the room. Fred Savage is now taking his position in the chair, approaching the microphone. What will his first words be? The world awaits. We now turn it over to Fred Savage. Good evening. Wow. (laughs) I'm the internet. How does he know I'm listening to it in the evening? Maybe I'm a morning podcast listener. God damn it, Fred Savage. Well, that's right. I shouldn't give it a specific time or date stamp, right? I want to tell you something. This is your time. You give out whatever the fuck you want. Uh, social security numbers are great. Your oh, address. Good. Pin codes. Pin, any pins that you want yeah. to give out. Wi-Fi Network. passwords. Yeah, email passwords. Just anything. <sighs> Let it um, Jason Hervey's address. Oh, well, he, uh, he's he got a sprawling place, actually, in Hervey's, Mississippi. Hervey's mo- oh, did he move to Mississippi? Yeah. Hervey's mom was one of my first Marcia? managers. Yes, Marsha yeah, Hervey and, and Scott Grimes' mom. The too. best. And Pam. Hervey Grimes. Yeah, they still have they still have their agency. Amazing. You know what freaked me out is that I, there was this, uh, at Talking Dead one week last year, this, uh, young, this redheaded girl was there. and That's creepy. Of course. Of and I, was I mean, like, first of all, <laughs> that's a story. <laughs> Redheads are... And I go... And someone introduced me to her as Cameron, and I go, oh, you look like my friend Scott Grimes' sister. And she was like, yeah, She's Heather's my mom. And I'm like, oh, my God. Because I remember when Cameron was born, and oh now she's God. like a walking around adult, and she's on a soap opera, and it just it freaked me out. That's amazing. I mean, very, very sweet. I, yeah, I, lo- I love the Grimeses and the Herbies. Um, the uh, Herbie Grimes, good, good shop, great people. When I'm casting shows... And it's a Hurry Grimes client. I yeah. know they're gonna be good. They're very cool. They they gave me a they gave me a chance before I was doing anything. And that's who you remember. That's I who never you... worked for them one time. You know... No, I didn't book anything. But that's who you remember. The people who for no good reason, like, you know, gave you a chance. And then they put me in Ernie Lively's acting class. Do you remember Ernie? I no no Who's, but I know that the I know the lively you know it was it was Blake Lively's father and right. Robin and Laurie No but and, for and, yeah Robin Lively growing up Robin Lively was like that was it, it took me so long to put it together that Blake was her sister Yeah um cuz like Teen Witch was like the best ever <laughs> She did the rap recently in something but I can't remember She did? Yes. Oh, like oh someone coaxed it her to do It was at Blake's it. wedding. I think she did it at Blake's wedding. No way. And I'm positive it's on the internet somewhere. Uh, well, it has to be. Can you excuse me? Really? Is it bad form for me to <laughs> yeah. look that up? Oh, wait. How was it? Uh, it was fantastic. Did you recite it along the way? I mean, I felt like it all came rushing back. It all came rushing back. <laughs> of course you want to do it now, right? I felt like I was at the wedding. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and I feel like you were were you there because you course, brought it yeah. up. I mean, you know, very, I, took, like, I took Ernie's acting class, so of course I was invited. All, <laughs> 1992. All so of students, course I was invited to the those, wedding. That was a oh, that was a good year of students. Yeah, good just, crop. It was just the 1992 students. He the brought. crop of '92 was a good. That was a good, <laughs> good, good like vintage. Said, you can good pick vintage. one year. <laughs> 92 was Invite an excellent him. year. Bring him. You know who else was in that acting class? Allison Hannigan. Really? Super awesome. Yeah. So many people went off to do amazing things. You'll get there, Chris. Uh, one of these days. Keep plugging. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a shot. Keep plugging. I'm going to stick with it, I think. Uh, I am so amazed at how and so delighted at how your career has gone all these years. That, But I'm also curious... What at what point did where you say? Because I'm sure a lot of people know this, or maybe they don't know this, but you've been directing a shit ton of stuff for a while. Yeah, yeah. And so, why did you decide to? What made you go like? I think I want to do acting again. Uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm still I'm still not 100 percent sold on it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, um, honestly, uh, Nick Stoller. Uh, was an executive producer on the pilot, writer and director. Himself. The grinder. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's awesome. And so he gave me the grinder pilot script because he was kind of shepherding that with Jared and Andy, the writers. And uh, his daughter is in school with my daughter, and our wives are friends. And so <laughs> this is how things work in show business. <laughs> and so he's like, "Oh, read this script." I was like, "Oh, it's fantastic." He goes, "I want you, I want you, would you, would you want to come and and uh, talk about doing Stewart." And I was like, oh, to be in it? No. I thought you had me wanted me to direct it. He goes, oh, no, no. Jay Casson's going to direct it. I was like, oh, well, thank you, but I'm not doing that anymore. He goes, I know, but I just thought I'd take a shot. I'm like, no, thank you. That's, I really appreciate it, but I, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to be directing. And I got home. My wife's like, I heard you didn't even go meet Nick. I guess Francesca, who's Nick's wife. Yeah. Oh, my wife. that's how stuff really happens. Yeah. She goes, you didn't, you didn't even go meet with him? I'm like, honey, I'm not going to waste his time. Like, I felt awkward enough, like, just passing. I don't want to meet him and then pass. She goes, take the fucking meeting. Can I say that? Yes. I didn't say yeah, yeah, right. yeah. She's like, We're, our, our daughters are going to be in school together for 10 years. We got to see him every, every birthday party till sixth grade. Go sit, take the meeting. Have a bottle of water. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Go over there. <laughs> and so I was like, oh. so I called Nick. I'm like, I'll come have a meeting, okay? He's like, all right, thank you. I said, I said, I said, Nick, I'm not gonna do it. So do you want me to just pass now or go through the whole drama of a meeting and everything? He's like, I would be upset if you j- didn't at least come in and meet the team. So I was like, oh, fine. So I went and I met, you know, with Nick and Jared and Andy, the writers, and Jake, the director, and Jake's partner, Melvin. And we started talking about the show and about the character and about the script. And Jared, uh, one of the writers, he um, was also an actor. And so we kind of started improvising some scenes and doing some stuff. And I left. I was like, oh, that's a pretty fun group. I, had a, I, I, lit- I enjoyed myself. It literally was just a good time. And so I um, – uh, was like, oh, these seem like a good group of guys to hang out with for five or six days and shoot a pilot. Uh, and then it got picked yeah. up and now we're on the air. And, and, and by the way, I couldn't be more thrilled. Like, I, I know it was initially in my head. I was like, oh, it's just for five, a few days. It'll be fun. But I literally jumped in because I liked the guys. I felt like creatively we were on the same page. And I loved the material. And I liked the character. And I liked what we were going to do with it. And 
I got it. So I got in with the best of intentions. Like it wasn't like, oh, I need a gig or oh, I you know want to you know I, have, I, I we have a third kid you know <laughs> which we do. <laughs> uh, but, but so it it wasn't like it was literally just with the purest of hearts of like this is a great group that I'd love to work with on on a piece of material that I really like, and it's been working out so far. I can't believe it. Well, yeah, because Rob Lowe was on like a mo- two months ago. Oh, really? And he just he because you just called me for this like last week, uh, and I feel like we and I have a relationship. We do, yeah, we do. So, but I mean, Rob Lowe, he's so dreamy. Uh, yeah, he really is. Right? I mean, you just get lost in his eyes. You do, and uh... I look at him every day, and it never <laughs> gets old. <laughs> it never gets old. He uh he had the best things to say about working on it and and working with you and just said that it was such a fun. He's like the script made me laugh out loud so many times. Did you try and call me first and and like I was unavailable? And well, like, well let's get that, Rob. You know his or because Rob's like now, fifty, right? And his hair is perfect. Now I feel like this is like a pity thing. Like oh maybe Fred heard the Rob one. Oh, you're the friend. Yeah, I'm I'm the friend. <laughs> So, we just had Mary Elizabeth Ellis on at midnight too. I I I know. <laughs> Saw today. So uh, Saw today. We might put this up. Okay. I mean, is William Devane in the lobby? William Did Devane's I just pass him? Mm-hmm. That, was he here for this? Yeah. yeah. I listened in before Devane. I actually had a pepper grinder on last week. <laughs> no, that. <laughs> God. I mean, I, don't, I look. I understand where I am in the world. No, I, I just a very real sense of myself. I just assume, but I just were, felt like you and you know, I, you know, you know, we worked together, and I was so nice to you and complimentary. And I had know, such a nice I time. know. Oh, let's do the podcast. Yeah, yeah, you got to do the podcast. I guess you do that. I guess I'm such a fool. I'm <laughs> such a fool. Your guest today has been Fred Savage. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. As long, yeah, as long as I've been in show business, I'm always amazed at how amazed I still am by show business. No, I'll tell you this. Uh, the reason Rob came on... Don't, don't. No, I am going to tell you. Fred. Honestly, it's going to hurt both our We're feelings. Gonna, it's actually not. Uh, he, when you said he was older, I thought you meant and like closer to dying. I didn't know well, you meant he is. hair. His hair. Yeah, he has gorgeous hair. Um, but... Uh, he was promoting something else. Actually, it wasn't. He wasn't actually promoting the grinder. He was promoting. He was promoting something else. His cartoon. He was promoting or profile a, for men. His skincare product. <laughs> maybe which a book. is amazing. Um, yes. Yes, so he's he- prolific. <laughs> Who knows? God, how do we choose what amazing thing Listen, could it have been? As not book. Why don't? What's your favorite Rob Lowe movie? Okay, I. Do you want to call him right now? Yeah. Put him on speakerphone. Um, I would say. I mean the classics. I would go with the classics. You know, I would love to pull out like you know, class or something. But I would say, wow, that's I would a, say, that is a real. I would pull. say, you know, yeah, I, I would say, Saint Elmo's about last night. Maybe yep. has a little edge on Saint Elmo's. Yeah, because it was a more fun romp. Class is a really interesting movie. Great, Jacqueline Bisset. They were amazing. Such a good movie. He um he uh, you know yeah I mean. A Tommy Boy I liked a lot. He's funny. <laughs> Still holds up. Yep, absolutely. Still holds up. No, we you. I got to meet you doing Garfunkel and Oates. So fun. So I was much fun driving in here today. It was very odd. I I've shot this scene. You did. Actually. I shot you shot this you doing a podcast. Scene. Well, is it playing out the way? Where would you put the cameras? I would put. No, I I I will say 
this is not what I was expecting as a as a as a setup. Are you a Doctor Who fan at all? I don't watch Doctor Who. Oh, okay. Because after I did the Garfunkel Notes thing, I got an email from David Tennant, who was one of the doctors. Yeah, yeah. And he said, I've just fallen in love with the Garfunkel Notes' show, and I saw you on there, and it was great. And Let me rephrase. I love Doctor Who. <laughs> Particu- <laughs> well, he's not anymore. Particularly on, the Tennant years. Now he's on Jessica Jones. Which, again... Jessica Jones is fantastic. Will be my new favorite show. You will love it. And he is, is, is magnificent on it. But now that you're acting, do you... It's, is the directing thing sort of like, well, I guess I'll just put that off for now or yeah i mean it's it's you know you know i feel like i'm you know i'm currently employed on this other job so i gotta throw you a bone uh, are you directing any of them no i don't i I, they i don't want to i don't want to i want to just focus on acting that's enough to keep me occupied how many wonder years episodes did you direct zero (laughs) that would have been amazing if you directed a wonder it would have been very difficult because i was a you know i was a minor so i had to go to school right uh so it would be it would, it would be hard to direct a show. Be like, okay, guys, hold on a second. <laughs> I got an algebra test. I am. All- I'll be right back. <laughs> I know. I, I I rarely ever say this, but I've never liked a human being more than Fred Savage right now. Fred is He's- such a wonderful guy, and I'm always because we we met after we got we met on the Garfunkel Notes thing. Yeah. And you were super nice to me there, and the set Big was fan. Really, Big really fan. well. And you, you were and I, here for a meeting. You guys met. We met. We met. We met here. We were talking about it. We were talking about some stuff that we might eventually do together at some point. But um, uh, I'm always, I always love to see people who, it, like, if you had turned out to be a huge jerk, I think people are like, well, you know, he was a child actor. I guess you can't really fault him in it, right? But when I meet people. Who were child actors? Neil Patrick Harris is the same way. Like sweetest great guy dude. in the world, great guy. And I feel like it always boils down to <clears throat> a very simple formula: if you have nice parents, you turn out to be a nice person. Yeah. If you have dickhead parents, you turn out to be a dickhead person. Which is true in life in general, not just for child <laughs> actors. Right. You know what I mean, I just feel like you know when you when you are a young actor or you know uh, achieved any sort of you know notoriety as a young person, whether it's through entertainment or acting or sports or whatever it is, um, it just gets magnified, you know, the, does, the wins but, and lo- losses. But I feel like if you have – I mean, I, I, you're completely right, by the way. People ask me all the time. I'm like, yeah, it's a parent. So I really appreciate you pointing that out because my parents are the best. Well, the, because the business enables people in negative ways as adults. So when you're a child and you're going through the most developmentally – vulnerable and sensitive time in your life right. and that's happening and you don't really understand the how you don't understand that the world is a series of ups and downs right and so because you haven't really been knocked on your ass a whole lot yet yeah so that can be very that can be a very bad thing obviously when you grow up it, yeah no it can't it can be it definitely can be but i, I but i do i do think that you know, if you are if you have lousy parents, it's going to be hard to overcome that, regardless. And you know? Hervey, Jason Hervey, who always played an asshole in pretty much everything, yeah, is like the nicest guy, the though. best guy, it's- the best guy, the best guy. Great parents. God. So you uh, you have to be dicks to your kids though, so that it skips a generation. I'm awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly, my son. I was walking out the door, and my nine year old, my son's like, "Hey, dad." Just, uh, I told him I was going to do an interview. Mm-hmm. He goes, just, uh, you know, do uh, Marshawn Lynch it. Just be Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> he just wanted me to give like one, like monosyllabic, like yeah, yeah. So, is it? Do you like being a parent? Uh, no, I, the, oh, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, good. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah. are, are your kids are in school. Yeah. And you um, want to talk yeah. about it? So, but back to my being a terrible parent, I said that was a horrible idea. <laughs> you're going to ruin my career. You're, in, you're, you're awful. Yeah. And then I sent him to his room. No dinner. Good. No dinner. Yeah, no dinner. good. For <laughs> months. I was like, if you're going to rent me, <laughs> if you're going to be my publicist, Oliver, this, uh, this advice sucks and you need to know the difference. You can't be like, oh, good try, buddy. No. No dinner. They need to learn now. I did. As a ch- <laughs> I did. If he's going to be a them. child publicist. He's nine. Hey, if he's you're done- a child actor, he can be a child publicist. He's done, he he's done garbage. He's work. done no movies. None. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why can't it be? A- you know what? That's a great point. Why can't child actors have kid agents <laughs> they and child publicists? Do you think they're going to be any worse than regular agents? No. They'll, they'll be. They'll probably they'll they feel work harder. He's going to be. I, I, you know, we could do child business managers. <laughs> they're hungrier. <laughs> they are. They're not jaded. They haven't made bad mistakes. Um, I want you to come in for twelve, but I gotta go to class. So. Right, I'm going to be napping. <laughs> Two. <laughs> um, you're getting paid. You're getting paid in Teddy Grams and paste. My children are great. I love my kids. I'm not a good parent, but I have the best of intentions. I do love them. Why do you think you're not a good parent? No, I'm. You're great, kidding. No, I'm a good you have dad. to be a great dad. I'm a good dad. I feel. I feel like I'm a good dad. My wife thinks I'm a good dad. Do you ever? Are your kids? Are you ever going to show? Sit, sit them down and go. I'm going to show you a little program called The Wonder Years. Oh, I mean, it's required. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show you a little something. <laughs> That's everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, my um, my uh, my mom has started showing them the uh. show, so they love staying at my at my at my mom's house. I mean, that is such a huge thing for a kid. Whenever you see your parent as a child, but to get to live a separate life, with I've your never dad? watched it with them, and they watch it. My mom shows it to them all the time. They're going through the whole. Series. I would go one step further and just have Daniel Stern narrate your at your house. I was just gonna say you should have Daniel Stern record your outgoing voicemail <laughs> we gotta, message. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta get him on the phone. <laughs> gotta call Dan. Uh, but I don't watch with them. But they watch it with uh, with my, with uh, with my mom. That's they watch the grinder, although some of it's I realized inappropriate. <laughs> like yeah, kids have the internet now. It's they just do. Impossible to protect them from anything anymore. Yeah. In terms of content. Yeah, I think why, why even why even try? Well, I mean, you know, it's not porn. I mean, no, it's not. It's not so bad. It's only going to. It's only going to make it more mysterious and alluring if you're like, you shouldn't watch that. And they're going to be like, oh, I want to watch it. Yeah, exactly. That's how we deal with drugs in our house. You just give them tons of drugs. Yeah, just do it now. <laughs> We're going to leave. You know, let's around. forget. The, I want you to lose, lose the allure. Here's a bowl of drugs. Is that how drugs Smoke work? Smoke this. <laughs> Smoke this. <laughs> uh, you're going to smoke every one of these until I didn't even buy this. I know we're just cutting out the middleman. Yeah, it's not going well. Their their teeth are falling out. <laughs> it's terrible. Don't grow. They're kids. They're Don't children. Grow yeah. Baby they, teeth. They have another set. Baby teeth. That's what they're there for. They yeah. 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 Face is a baby meth. I think it's adorable. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> we're going to start that Tumblr tonight. It's going to be. It's like Muppet Babies, but for methods. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. I don't see it. You can direct it if you want to. I would, yeah, all right, I'm in. <laughs> how did you, how was your, I mean, I assume my gut is that the experience on Wonder Years for you was probably a pretty wonderful childhood separate family experience. Very, yeah, very positive. Very positive. I mean, I'll be honest, like my whole, my, my whole experience has been pretty, pretty good. I mean, I feel like I don't have any 
terrible stories or no one was awful Come to on, me. Rob Reiner's a dick, right? No, he was nice then. <laughs> he was nice then. Very nice to me then. Nice then. <laughs> um, no, but but on but I, I really but but yes, the one years was a great experience and um you know, very uh, familial, you know, as you, as you said, and um, very, very warm place. It was great. Uh, and Danica, who's a fucking math genius, right, is wonderful. Like, everyone's really cool on that show. Uh, no, everyone's everyone's great. Uh, Danica's, yeah, math genius, amazing, uh, ri- like, you know, written several best-selling math books for kids. It's incredible. She, like, created a whole, like, industry uh, on her own, these ma- math books she wrote for uh, young kids and and young girls, um, Josh, uh, who played Paul, is a, a intellectual property attorney and just started his own firm. Uh, Jason is a producer extraordinaire, uh, making sports videos and um, reality shows. He's just nonstop. You, know, you could I'm, tag this to the. You could take that speech and put over the last episode of the Wonder Years. That's true. That's on true. the blue, like, I should be more soulful <laughs> when I do it. Uh, but um, no, everyone, everyone's just just great. And I did one episode of Boy Meets World. You did? Your brother's show. No way. I did one episode, yeah, and I forgot about it. And then, like, a few years ago, it popped up on YouTube or MTV Tours, and it just started airing. And people were like, you're on Boy Meets World. There was an episode. Well, they got to get you on the new one. They got to get you on Girl Meets World. Everyone's coming back. Well, the, But it'd be weird. Because the, the episode was specifically that they felt that uh, Will Friedle and I in the 90s looked very similar. We both had those white guy hair drapes. Right. And so Will <clears throat> came on an episode of Singled Out. Yeah. So I played myself. Oh, oh you played the host. Oh, okay. I played myself as the host of Singled Out. I should know this. I don't know why I'm playing. No, I should just act like matter I if you. This. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you know this or not. But uh, and so uh, and, and it was a, it was a funny. It was funny because. Jenny McCarthy didn't turned it down, right? And so in this alternate Boy Meets World singled out universe, I was the only host on the show, which never would have been, would never would have flown. No, uh, and so that's that was funny. It was like, oh, you you got the the reason that people don't watch the show to be on the show, but but we yeah, there's all these pictures of us staring at each other with our oh, hair. Oh, that's drapes. really funny. Yeah, oh, that's cool. What is your what is Ben doing? Ben's doing Girl Meets. He's World. doing Girl Meets World now. Yeah. It's so weird. That, I mean, it just to get locked into, you know, when you grow up with people, but then you always think, oh, they're like, there's that little guy. I was like, no, right. they all have kids and the, their parents. I and know. I know. Everyone's it's, all fucking grown up. It's crazy. The whole thing's weird. This whole thing's weird. <laughs> that you're a grown up? No, there's a whole thing we do, like oh, on TV and coming on podcasts. This is just weird. It is weird, but it's like it's, but I love it. I could, I wouldn't want it any other way. It's wonderful because it's mostly if you do it properly, it should feel like you're kind of fucking around most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. It does. I mean, <laughs> it it does. And that's why it's insane to have been so successful as a young person and then grow up with normal because it, to learn that it should be fun and it's not just a thing to satisfy your ego in any one moment is such a, an important thing. Yeah, I think we, we, it started out when I first started. I, was, I grew up in Chicago. We, you know, my, mom, my mom took me to an audition one day because it was, it was being uh, – there was auditions at our like, local community center. And so instead of going to the park that day, like my mom uh. and her friends took me and my friends. We all went to, the, you know, to audition for this commercial just for fun. And so this idea of like, oh, this is all just kind of a fun, cool thing to do – 
that's how I got into it, and that's how it's it's it stayed that way. I know it sounds kind of so, I feel like it's so Pollyannish, but it's true. Like this sense of you know discovery and excitement and newness and every experience, every experience from the very first job I did was a Pac-Man vitamins commercial. <gasps> the very first job I is did is that somewhere online? Yes, it is online, <laughs> and it's and it's amazing. <laughs> it, it's my very first. I mean, and I watch it online a few times a day. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, God, it all started there. It all started there. It is online. Um, but uh, but as far as like, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, we would have gotten out of it a long time ago if it was a pain in the ass because or if we didn't enjoy it because it was hard. You know, my, my younger brothers and sisters, my mom, we would drive me downtown, you know, to Chicago, to the city. To so did your family kind auditions. of divide or did everyone move out to L.A. when you started doing Wonder Well. We d- divided, and then everyone slowly came out. So my mom and I came out here and lived in the Oakwood Garden Apartments. Of course you have to of live in the Oakwood. Of course. That's like Ellis Island oh, for actors. It is, it is Ellis Island. <laughs> I always refer to it as purgatory, but you're right. It is Ellis Island. It, it is. is you the kinda, gateway to Hollywood. Yes, the unwashed masses come through. Um, and, uh, you know, some are, you know, selected out for, you know, diseases <laughs> and, and aren't allowed in. It's just like Ellis Island. You're 100% right. So I lived there with my mom from the very from the very beginning and then my brother and sister came out and then slowly my dad came out but it, yeah we all came out here but did you find it okay i mean the whole you're just in the end right i'm just in the end yeah but it's i mean just look i mean that is good that's that was i think you could have done a better read you know that <laughs> I, I got real mad at the director because he would moved on after that take, and I'm like, "Hey, Bob, come on, it was man. Bob Richter." I said, "Don't bring me down here and just say, oh, let's move on.' Do you want to like, sell these fucking Pac-Man vitamins? Do you want to do it right, or do you want to do it fast? <laughs> you choose, because I'm I'm here regardless. So you know, you have me for the day, so you can wrap me now and rest on your laurels, or we can let's see where this fucker can go." <laughs> So, no, I do. It's so funny you point that out because no one – most people look at that and say, oh, isn't that cute? But you really look at it and, and you're right and you say there was – you felt like I had more in the tank. <laughs> you know what? You probably should have taken a Pac-Man vitamin before. And I, I'm not going to argue with you. I think you're absolutely right. That just seems to me like look a lot of lost him he has potential. more in the tank. Kid, I think you got more in the tank. I think you got you're more. You're not giving 100%. I you think, haven't learned percentages yet, but you're not yeah. giving 100%. I think, I think you're sitting on something. Um, but that, that, yeah, that, that, you're that, such a tiny, that launched that, that started it all. When did, I mean, when that, did, isn't that, isn't that so funny? Chicago, Illinois, when Bob did Princess Bride, ha- where, where was that? Was that before Wonder Years? Cause you're pretty young. Yes. Princess that was Bride. before Wonder Years. God damn it. That movie still holds up. I know. As I know. one of the most quotable. People love it. I just heard, uh, a clip on the radio this morning of Ted Cruz Saying it was his favorite movie oh, and quoting it at a rally in Iowa, quoting like the Humperdinck, Humperdinck, Humperdinck. Really? And I, I, like I was driving so in the car, sorry. and I'm like, that's crazy that it's it's made its way into like <laughs> political discourse. Mr. Trump, my name is Inigo Montoya. Mm-hmm. You killed my brother. Prepare <laughs> to die. Uh, but no, it it people love. I mean, it's it's that that movie has really endured. It's pretty incredible. It really. I mean, it, it's such a beautiful story, but it's also, it's such an amazing cast. The cast is incredible. 
I mean, even then when we did it, I was my parents and I were like, "This is a pretty amazing group of people." And and since then, what they've I mean, it's, it's just incredible. It's incredible. I mean, Peter Falk. Peter, did I, you ask him a Columbo stories? Peter Falk was so. That's the only guy I worked with. Right. You know, everyone. The movie was done. This our our part was the last part that they shot, and um, he was so warm and nice. And I would see him years later. You know, when the Wonder Years uh, was on ABC, and uh, for a, a while they were redoing, they did these Columbo specials. Yeah. You know, after this, long after the series, they did specials, you know, in the late 80s and early 90s. So I would see him at a lot of ABC functions, you know, upfronts and things like that. And he was always so nice, so warm, just great, great guy. I mean, it's nice. I mean, you, it's it's been a really <clears> – <throat> to navigate this business uh, – is 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 a really difficult. Even as an adult, it can be a challenging. It can be a challenging thing. Yeah. But for you, as the director or the star of a show, I think you probably understand that it is your responsibility to set the tone for a set. And you and it was so. Uh, the tone that you set on the Garfunkel and Oates show was so upbeat and positive and super like. We're having fun. We're just doing this. It's silly that we get to do. I mean, it was such a good. It was such a oh, good. Oh, that's vibe. good. That's good. I, it's not. You know, it's not always the case. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a stressful position. Uh, you know, directing a show. So I, I'm glad that was. I'm glad it was good. Sometimes I'm I, I'm better at it than than other times. But I'm I'm glad that was <laughs> that do, was do, good. Was there a period where you felt like you had to establish yourself as a grown up? In some way, you felt like, oh, I, I'm always gonna. I don't want to always just be the Wonder Years guy. Or there, I mean, I didn't do that. Like that wasn't an, an intention. That wasn't a goal. Like, oh, I'm gonna separate myself from the Wonder Years. Like that. That wasn't like all the decisions I've made were always kind of towards something rather than away from something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I always wanted to be a director and since I was a kid on the Wonder Years. I wanted to. I wanted to direct. I, I was interested in the camera and the mechanics of it and. And it was just kind of a cool piece of equipment when I was young. And then as I got a little older, I was so interested in um, the creative decisions directors would make and you know how putting a camera in one part of the room would give you a different vibe than another part of the room and how storytelling and, and mood and tone was affected by camera position and movement. And um, I, I just was very interested in that. So – it was never really a move away from oh I want to establish myself as something other than you know uh, Kevin Arnold or uh, being on the Wonder Years and it was more a move towards what I always wanted to do what what always held this allure to me when I was a kid. And what was your first directing job? My first directing job uh, was a show I was on called Working. Oh, Working, yeah, Working was do a you great know show. Working? Of course, I remember Working. <laughs> it was a show for NBC. It was pretty funny, uh, but we we we. At the time, I thought we came and went pretty quickly, uh, but now in the, in the days of like getting canceled after two episodes, we did like few, forty few seasons, right? We did like a season and a half. Yeah. This, has anything been canceled this season yet? Uh, I think it's like one show. one show. It's amazing. Oh, how fast? No, how slow. This, this is, is the longest since like nineteen sixty-seven that is, that the slate has lived. Really? Yeah. Maybe their networks are just like I don't know anymore. Yeah, <laughs> just leave something on, and maybe people will start. Yeah, I, I, I think that's part of. It, I think that's true. Like, I think what constitutes a hit or not a hit, it, it's so hard to tell. And well, decide. I mean, imagine if the grinder was getting the Wonder Years numbers. Fox would be like, "Well, we did it." Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're picked up forever. Oh yeah, well, I mean, when I was, I mean, when I when the Wonder Years was starting, Fox was just getting started. I mean, just getting warmed up. So. 
you know, if you weren't if you weren't getting like if your you know if your share number wasn't like you know high twenties, like you were not pulling your weight. <laughs> there were three, you know, there were, you know, there were three networks. So if, if like ten percent of the audience was watching you, you were done. You know, no, not no, no chance. So I think those shows, um, they, yeah, those audiences just aren't. Well, it's, aren't a, around. it's just it's unfair. The story of this this metric of. Like, like re- relying heavily on what a what one Nielsen number says is like, but that's not the whole story no, anymore. Now, well, now, I mean, who know now? With, you know, there's live plus three and live plus seven, and there's you know all the impressions on yeah. the network's websites. The plus on, three and plus seven are on, days. It's like yeah. it's how many people have watched within three days, seven days. Yes, but then then there's all other. Those are still Nielsen numbers. Then there's all these other numbers about who watched on Hulu and on 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 like the Fox site or the CBS site or the NBC site. So I don't know. I mean, honestly. For the as it as it as it as it pertains to the grinder, like I, I think we're making a good show, and that's really all we can do. And then you right. know, I mean, uh, and then you know, you know, come on your fine podcast, and you know, yeah. collect the millions of viewers yeah. that will come pouring in. Yeah, the nerdist. That's you know, an the nerdist, accurate number. The nerdist listener, millions. You're, you're gonna get the nerdist bump. Millions. Yeah, yeah. millions like, of people. Yeah, I think if we can get. Like from this podcast, I'm counting on at least yeah, um, like a million people. At least, I mean, it, that's a safe estimate, right? Uh, I guarantee all of that, yeah, hundred percent. That will triple our audience. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Just that million. Um, no, but I mean, all, all all you can do is is try and make a good show, and then hopefully through the machine of whatever publicity and the and the and the show and the network and somehow try and draw an audience and i think particularly comedies are slow bills i think i've always felt that dra- like drama is very universal you know like mm. if uh like like if a dog gets run over by a car like that is sad to everybody right like that's you know awful right. like if a kid gets kidnapped if a dog like, gets run over by a clown car hysterical really funny but but so I feel I feel like what what's dramatic is universal, right? But what's funny is really personal, of course, really individual. So I feel like all the comedies that I've really loved that have been on network television, you know, over the past several years have all been slow builds. You know, whether it's um, whether it's Parks and Rec or Thirty Rock or even even shows like um, uh, How I Met Your Mother, you know, or Big Bang, like these big shows. They're all they're all such slow builds, such slow builds. The yeah. Office similarly. Um, Brooklyn Nine Nine, you know, all, all these terrific comedies um, are just very slow building, and hopefully, you know, we've got a, we've got a lot of good vibes. People seem to like the show. People think it's funny and um, think it's kind of different, which is great. And so you just try and stay on long enough to hopefully have some kind of critical mass, I guess. But the thing that I think is good for you is no matter how long the show stays on. You know, like, well, I'll, you know, I'll go do something else I enjoy, or I'll go direct more, or I'll go like it's. I feel like it's a good place to be. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I still want this to succeed. I still want to do. You know, I still want it to do do well. But yeah, I mean, it's nice to know that you know there's other. You know, you know, I, I, you know, I do a lot of directing. I do commercial directing. I do you know a bunch of voice work. Um, so I mean, I mean, you know. I mean, the lights are going to stay on at the Savage House, right? You know, right? I mean, don't well, worry. Your, your kid's got that sweet PR company. Yeah, well, that alone, <laughs> I think, is going to be yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, the, the, yeah, we're we're going to be fine, you know. Uh, but um, I, but I but I want this to you know be successful, and I feel like you can be. I think it's nice not to have to be so precious. Do you know what I mean? I feel like sometimes. 
um, and I, I say this to to like actors sometimes when like um, they Lenny something like they just love it to death <laughs> and they just hold it so preciously and then they just crush it and kill it right you know and I feel like that can happen so many times you know and I feel like this show I feel like all of us you know myself Rob Mary Elizabeth the guys who wrote uh, the guys who created it Jake. We all came to the show. Like, Rob didn't really, you know, Mary Elizabeth sold a pie. She didn't want to come do a show, but she's like, ah, oh, why not? It sounds like fun. Same with Bill Devane's raising polo horses in Palm Springs. She didn't <laughs> want to come do a show. He's like, ah, whatever. Well, why not? And I feel like we all kind of came to this um, because we really believed in it and, want, and, and wanted to be a part of something that made us all excited. So I think there's a real, um, there's both a lack of preciousness, but also we've all come into it with the best of intentions. We all just were really excited by uh, each other's involvement and by the script, and we just kind of believe in the show and want it to be great. So I, I think that um, the fact that we're all kind of here um, not desperately you know, is, is, is better for everybody. God, it's such show. a bad place to be. It's such a bad place to what, be. Being, being overly that, precious. That sort of like, oh my God, I really need this. I really need it. Like, it's yes. the worst. You feel bad. You don't enjoy any of it. It you're, You you sort of like, your mood depends on how the yeah. swinging. And, and you're, you're no also afraid to take risks and you're afraid to be bold and you're afraid to be different and you're, and, and you're afraid to fail, um, which, you know, especially doing comedy or, or the kind of comedy I like, you need to kind of take big swings and and be a little ridiculous and 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 potentially fall on your face uh, because I think the audience that we want you know we 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 are looking for people who like comedy you know yeah. who who get comedy and who who know it and appreciate good comedy and and those people also recognize you know bad comedy and I feel like you know if you do kind of the tried and true and the same thing that's worked in the past people kind of smell a rat. Uh, but if you want to try and do something different and, and be a little unique and, and bring something new to the table, um, you, you, you have to be afraid. You can't be afraid to take a risk right. and to do something silly. Uh, and that's where the best stuff comes from. So, yeah, that lack of preciousness is also, I guess you can also say it's a lack of fear. You know, we, we all want it to be great, but we're not – too afraid that we we're not gonna, you know, take and, and, a risk. And weirdly, it's counterintuitive, counterintuitive because it's riskier to not try new things, totally. even though your brain, yes, your brain is like, oh, I don't know, you know. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, it is. And but but you know, but you also look at TV and you see like you see there, <clears throat> you know, you need to appeal to a really, especially on broadcast television, you need to appeal to a, a big audience. You know, ideally, <laughs> well, <laughs> network networks do, network does for yeah. sure. And so I think to some extent, you know, things can get watered down, which is why I think there's such great comedy um, being done elsewhere. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, Broad City or, you know, Kroll Show um, or Drunk History. I mean, there's such great innovative you're, comedy. You're just being talking done. about Comedy Central. Huh? You're just talking about Comedy Central. Did I just say Comedy Central shows? At Midnight. Yes, Fred, At Midnight there's as well. At Midnight. Um, is that on still? <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch! Wait, is that? That's How a dare you? Uh, Come in from my house! No, we got a big push coming. We're higher off. No, there's Key and Peele. Oh shit, that's Comedy Central too. <laughs> Goddamn! Um, well, there really is only one Comedy Channel on all of television, now. and the name I mean, is right in the title, which they, makes they it tell so you easy. right there. Yeah. Uh, no, but my uh, but my point is um, that uh, 
you know, there there are bigger risks being taken elsewhere on comedy. And if you want to, you know, for comedy, and if you want to make a name for yourself, especially on network TV, I think you know we want to. If we're going to go down, we're going to go down swinging, you yeah. know, and and trying to do something different. And and at the end of the day, all you can control is the quality of the work, and and hopefully you can be proud of it. And so far. We've had the best of both worlds. You know, the audience is starting to find us. You know, it's growing every week, which is fantastic. And we're proud of the show. So, I mean, right now we're in a great position. Are you going to go direct something on their next, your next break? Yeah, there's a, there's a movie um, that I'm going to do, um, uh, hopefully, uh, over, the, over the break. Do you want me to be in it? Um, are you available? You have so much going on. I do. I wouldn't even inquire about you. I was. I just. It's funny you mentioned this. I was just at 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 a, at a meeting with the, some agents, and I was like, "What do you think? You know, don't even mention Chris Hardwick. There's not even. Don't even. <laughs> didn't, didn't happen. Yeah. Don't even. It's not possible. That's you're doing a bit. He's got so much going on. Oh, that was your agents, Chris. <laughs> They said, when they go, don't even mention. You're like, I wasn't going to. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we just want to make sure you weren't going to mention. Right. And I was like, but don't, don't you represent him? And we can't said, even talk about him. Yeah, they said we can't. I said, but that seems like an odd way. Like I know, but that's how we do it. He must. He who must not be named. Yeah, if we right. mention him. It pulls a little life force out of him, and he's very busy. Yeah, you can't sell. So and, you know, so anyway, I don't want to take this. You got an empire to run. Stop. I'm just. I'm just a man with a dream. And a how camera. did you know he's the new showrunner for Empire? Yeah, that's amazing. No, you. Are, it was well, weird that I took it over, but I was like, you know, they got some great stories. For you, I love Empire. I love Empire. Great, but they're lacking a white male voice. Yep. on that show. That's what I think. That's what. Television needs we need more, more of right? white. I mean, who's going to stand up for us? Who's going to stand up for? Who's going to bring the white man's voice? Chris Hardwick. On to television. <laughs> no, don't pin that on me. Yeah. No. Don't pin that on me. No. No. The bit. Fred's right. People are going to no, take Hardwick the bit for serious. No, you're the white man. This, uh, disclaimer. Yes, Chris Hardwick is technically white. He does not wish no, to I put mean, his perspective. Looking around, you are the whitest guy in the room. Uh, that it, well, that is true. Yeah. Kyle's pretty white, though. No, you're. Shit. Yeah, you're wearing a suit right now. At two, which is Brute. exactly what yeah. the man would wear. No, you know you're right. <laughs> you're wearing a coat and a tie. In like the best part about a podcast, yeah, is yeah, you, the, have, you can look like yeah. shit. You look fantastic. <laughs> How else can I look down upon the poor people? Yeah, I mean, you look amazing. I understand. Fred. This is a, this is a woman who works on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a sweatshirt, right? Yeah. She's yeah. always she's always wearing, she's always wearing hair. her Tina Fey outfit. <laughs> <laughs> He's right, Katie. You could look that a little is, nicer. That is that is. To be fair, that's Kyle. Kyle sheds. Oh, oh, is that your hair? Ah, Kyle ah. sheds. I feel like that's <laughs> somehow better. <laughs> Kyle, we have to. We need to put your flea collar on, Kyle. It's time to yeah. No, okay. This this week we'll do advantage. We'll just just right between the shoulder blades. Uh, Yeah. So you're gonna make Empire better is basically. (laughs) Yeah, because I feel like you turn on TV, you see Empire, you see fresh off the boat. Yep, and you know, and I get angry. You see see transparent, and you're like, you know what? There's a sea change coming. Well, what what I'm gonna bring to Empire (laughs) is soundtrack by Muse. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is gonna be. That's the whitest you could come up with. <laughs> well, how, was I supposed to go country? No, I feel like you could just like go like uh, Smash Mouth. Mm, whitest. No, it is, no I, I think if I was gonna go white, it would probably be like Toby Keith or mm, sure. I mean, Billy wi- Joel. 
yeah. Postal Service, he got them back Postal together. Postal Service, yeah. We'll, put, we'll get Ben Gibbard on there. Right. I mean, right. it's going to... Snow Patrol's coming back. Snow Patrol's, <laughs> Snow Patrol's going to be on. <laughs> We're going to get some Keith Urban on there. And uh, Magic by David Blaine. <laughs> right. Uh, right. So all, all of a sudden, all... there's some trouble to label. Dave Matthews takes over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it's missing. I don't know how we got on this. But you're the future. Of television. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the future. Buy some stock in white men, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's going up. Yeah, no, I think there's a, there's a downswing right now. But yeah. I feel like no, it's, lo- it's a yeah. long-term hold. Buy low, Buy sell high. Low. Buy while it's low. Buy while it's low. Our stock is low right now, guys. <laughs> but we're going to hang in there. Mm-hmm. Good times are right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> we suck right now, but but in a couple of years, mm-hmm. who knows what could happen? We'll be the denim jackets of sorry about of Trump. society. <laughs> Shunned, but you know what? Kept in a closet. People see white people in pictures from old pictures. They'll be like, "Oh yeah, remember when those were trendy? <sighs> that looked terrible." <laughs> Mom, just... you dated a white guy. It was a phase. And then people just start hiring us to be ironic. <laughs> We got this uh, we, show. We're going to put white people in it. We just, deserve it. Why not, right? <laughs> Fuck everybody. Put some white folks in there. That wouldn't be fair. That would only be fair if that were, if that were the case. And the scene. White people are terrible. What's the movie you're working on? Um, it's, uh, I mean, it's very, it's very early. It's this movie called Situation Comedy that uh, Cat Vasco. It's very early. You're wrote. shooting soon. Well, very preliminary, very preliminary. <laughs> We're not shooting that soon. I don't know, June, maybe. I don't know. I feel like movies take a long time. We'll see. Longer than television, for sure. Very, yeah. And also, you know, television, and I'm learning this, I was attached to another movie that never really got going. And, you know, TV, like, there's a mechanism. Like, TV, like, it's, it's going. It has you to know go. What I mean? Like, when, you're on, when you do a pilot or you're doing a show, like, it's, it's happening. The wheels are turning. And movies, you know, and I know this sounds like, oh, of course, but I'm just kind of realizing it now. You, you know, to get it from like from nothing to something is really hard. Like when I st- – even the earliest days of getting on a TV show, um, you know, Garfunkel and Oates or if I'm doing a pilot or something like that, it's at least going at like 10 miles an hour. And then you can get it up to 60 or get it up to 100, whatever right. you have to do. But to get it from zero to 10 is a real bear. That's why you're doing Princess Bride 2, Inconceivable. That's right. Which uh, you're going to be reading a story to your son. I'm the grandfather reading to my son. Well, it's not your son. It's your adopted son because you couldn't conceive. That's why it's called Inconceivable. (laughs) Right. So it's about your struggles with your wife trying to conceive a baby. The illness that I was suffering during the original (laughs) Princess Bride rendered me sterile. (laughs) Exactly. Long-term illness? It was, well, I mean... No, it just like... You know, the, the effects were long-term. Yeah. I mean, I recovered, oh, yeah. but he sterility led a healthy stayed life, with me. But yeah. nothing in the tank. Nothing in the tank. <laughs> you have a child that had progeria, so it looked like Wallace Shawn. Right. And so he says inconceivable a lot, but you also... Incon- you adopt. <laughs> 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 the story of that kid in the bed. It's going to be great. Uh, Robin Wright Penn, now played by uh, Selena Gomez. Right. Uh, and... Uh, who, who let's you, cast it. Who, okay, let's cast it. Okay. Let's cast it. Um, uh, Dwayne Johnson as uh, replaces Andre the Giant. Right. That's good. That's good. That's actually a good casting choice. Uh-huh. That's a good... I'd go Dave Batista. <laughs> You'd go Batista? Yeah. Okay, Batista. I thought you were going to go another way, you know, uh, and do like, you know, Ronda Rousey and just like stand, like make her big. You yeah. could you could make well no no Inigo Matoya now would have to... Because you got to reimagine now, you know, you got to reimagine. You can't just... So the, you can't just cast another white guy. That's true. Right. You got to reimagine it. 
I mean, all so, those people you just fired off of Empire need work. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I'm trying to Terrence Howard. bring a new perspective. Terrence Howard would be great in The Princess Bride uh, with his new math. I would say uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. Uh-huh. Or, or, uh, oh, man, he's great. Or, oh, did you see Creed? Yeah. Is it good? It's amazing. It looks amazing. Everyone says it's great. It's, it came out of nowhere. Like, holy shit. I'm getting screeners now. You know, do you get screeners? Do you watch screeners? How are you uh, only getting them now? <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, this time of year. Oh. Tis the season. Like, they second. overlooked Fred for yeah, Fred, Fred, the season. Fred, I think your son's been hoarding them. <laughs> you don't know? That little kid. <laughs> he, he, he loves a good Sony Picture Classic. <laughs> Bridge of Spies, Dad. He does. He does. They made the sequel... For the second, exo- they made the second exotic Marigold Hotel. Yes, for my son. That, <laughs> he's that powerful. Such, he watched the first one. and He goes, okay. "There's just not enough Dame Judy." Yeah, so more, more. You know, I'd like a hotel slightly worse than this one. Mm-hmm. Let's make it the second best exotic. Mm-hmm. Marigold what did you? Hotel. What did you get? What came in today? There's movies I haven't heard of. A lot of Justice. Is there a movie Justice? Uh, I have that I one. Guess yeah, what is yeah, that? I don't know. Uh, yeah. There's movies I put in I, 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 just on the title. like, oh, oh interesting. Yeah. Uh, in the vein of Creed, Justice is about the son of Jackie Gleason's character, Buford T. Justice and Smoking the Bandit. I couldn't get through the bit. I'm sorry. Uh, I knew no one was going to be in. on board I was for in. that one. I'm watching that. I knew no one was on board for that. Yeah. Oh, ow. I yeah. would watch it. Oh, I would watch it. I need to get on the foam roller. <laughs> Got to work the kink out. I think my spine's a little. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I don't think I. I haven't gotten screeners in ages. I don't know why, but I. I never really well, sign up. You gotta yeah. just sign up on the. Just you know, sign up. I don't know. If I... <laughs> Are you in like what's that website? The guilds, like yeah, but I don't know. I just I never I I there was a period of time. Are you in the writers guild? That's you know that's, you know the writers guild they don't this is the most inside douchebag conversation never mind no one wants to hear I'm it. in the you writers guild, guild. You in the guild? Talk about it. no one wants to hear about Let's this talk about this it. Is not, this is not related to talk market about research shows that kids love scripts? to hear about entertainment guilds so, we'll talk about this one then we'll do IATSE. all right so the IATSE guy the dolly grips <laughs> they get just ball bearings no the writers guild you don't get movies you get the screenplay you just get homework well they're sending them like they sent like the other day i got what uh beasts of no nation is that the name of the movie yeah, yeah that came with the screenplay i want to see that so bad and i watched the first like i i started to watch it mm-hmm. i didn't even get through the i was like ah oh, I can't, I can't. you can't you can't take it right I now can't, i can't it's brutal I can't. it's brutal i didn't i literally didn't even get through like the first two minutes it would be very different if chris took over nope <laughs> Matt? Uh, <laughs> be the beasts of Wyoming. <laughs> Not true, Matt. It'll just be about elk. At it would, Matt it would, Myra it would, on Twitter? It would just be the Leonardo DiCaprio movie that's coming out. Where <laughs> At Matt Myra on Twitter? <laughs> what is that movie called? That looks really good. The Revenant. Yes. Oh, that is a movie title. Which is not Ravenous, which is the movie. I just remember the trailer where the guy yells, he was licking me. Yeah. It's about people eating people. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. remember that. Do you guys, uh, do you like horror movies? No. I, they, I don't like, no, I don't like horror movies. 
Is that but was it was Beast of No Nation? Was it was it that it was it? Re, it's just really brutal. It just was no, too it's a brutal. It's right a brutal, from the get-go. I have about a, a warlord. Like, no, I know what it's about, but, no, like, but like right from like, the get go. Sh- yeah, it, no, it, it's not a horror movie. It's I mean it is. It is, but it's, it's real like, horror. It's real it's atrocities. Like, I mean, I mean, children. Things happen to children. It's just too. I, yeah. I can't. I can't. I can't. Oliver loves it though. Oh, who's Oliver? <laughs> Your son. Oh, my son Oliver. Yeah, he yeah, loves yeah he, loves he loves his, his favorite, favorite movie. movie. He's, brought it in for show for show and tell. He said they didn't go far enough. <laughs> <laughs> he felt like they pulled. He felt like they pulled. They had a lot more of in the tank. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, they had yeah. more in the tank. Yeah, like you know, he felt like there was a lot more cruelty that could have been inflicted on those kids. <laughs> I'm a kid. I'm not offended. All yeah. right. Let's just take it down. Uh, uh, please. He's like, I can say that. I'm a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I can say that. You can't say that, Dad. You can't say it, but I can say it. I'm a kid. Yeah. You can't. I can say that. Where's my fucking orange juice? <laughs> oh, my kids are great. I love my kids. What do you guys watch together? What do you watch with your kids? <sighs> you Girl Meets World. We watch a lot of Girl Meets They love Girl Meets World. They love the grinder. Mostly just things the savages are in. <laughs> Which, incidentally, takes up a lot of time. Is it any Not- savage? Like Savage Steve Holland movies, yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage, mm-hmm. Adam Savage from Mythbusters, right. my they, friend they, Andrea Savage. Yeah, all that. Oh, I, yeah, they love it all. They love any savage. Any savage. <clears throat> savage Garden videos. <laughs> <laughs> they love all. Uh, anything, anything with the savage in it. That'd be amazing if that was a rule. It was like you can watch anything you want as long as there's a savage in it somewhere. Yeah, I feel like which some... again doesn't leave time for a lot else. I'm not no, gonna lie. No, that 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 populates an entire lifetime. Absolutely. I I feel like someday when I have a kid, I there will I will institute weird rules like that. Okay, this week you can only watch things that begin with the letter K. Yeah, just to see what happens because they have to listen to you. Um, you know what my kids are in it. My daughter, my daughter. This is this is a cool dad thing. Like my daughter's in, really in a Supergirl. Loves oh, nice. Supergirl, which is like I love that. Like I feel like like Allie Adler who created that show. I know her, and I feel like that's what like they did that. So like. You know, young girls would look up and be like, "That's so cool!" Like she's a superhero. Oh, that's that. great. So she's into that. I mean, I want you know. Look, when they said Supergirl's coming out, I'm like, oh, "Okay, one of those, right?" But now my daughter <laughs> is into it. I'm like, "Oh, that's fantastic!" Yeah. Do you watch it with her? Uh, absolutely, all the time. And then my son is big. You know, Star Wars got our tickets. You know, really into Star Wars, Harry Potter, The Hobbit, Lord nice. of the Rings. Loves all that. Um, Very excited for Star Wars. It's just going to open up a whole new. World, he's really into it. He's really into it. He's very excited. My, I have a three-year-old son. He's really into it. Um, and so, uh, but we got really into the show this summer um, called Home Free. Anyone watch this reality show, Home Free? No. Oh, oh, is this the um, fantastic Canadian contractor whose name I can't? Holmes, Mike Holmes. Yes, show? Mike Holmes. Mike Holmes show. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. they, do you know him? Is he a guy? He's a he's a he's a he, Homes on Homes is so, a great oh, is that- DIY show. Basically. It's a, all these families, you know, 10, like, incredibly deserving families, all, each one with a different story, you know. They're all competing um, in these challenges to win a home. At the end, you win a house. Mm-hmm. And so each week, the challenge is they're going to renovate a house. you got to redo the floors in this. And they compete. And then whoever does the, you know, they eliminate someone. And then nine families go on to compete for the house. What you don't know is everyone gets a house. So the team that like so say you go to this house and everyone renovates this house, the team that gets eliminated 
all the people that stay on get on a bus and go off to you know stay somewhere and get ready for the next challenge. The family gets eliminated, sticks around. He goes, would you like to meet the deserving family who you built this house for? And they're like, yeah, I mean, we're so bummed we got eliminated, but that would be nice, you know, if we could meet the people who, who, who get this house. And they walk in, and it's a photo of them. <laughs> and they start crying. It's amazing. Those people look just like us. Why couldn't it be us? <laughs> that no. seems cruel. Honey, we have to murder them. <laughs> um, but uh, you, this is a beautiful show. I, I spent way too much time explaining it. So no, everyone really gets a house? It. Everyone gets a house. So nothing is at stake, No really. one loses. Well, but there's still the spirit of competition because they think they think so they're really competing like, hard. How many seasons of that show could they do? If Just every- the one I think. Exactly. I don't think it has legs. I don't think it has legs. In season two, everyone's gonna know. Like, well, yeah, I'm gonna dog it. Fuck it, I'm gonna win this house. <laughs> you cleaning. sand the floors. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Holmes on Holmes. <laughs> well, no thanks, Miyagi. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, it doesn't. It doesn't have legs. But uh, but it was great. Yeah. Me and my kids really get into that. <laughs> what channel is that on? That was on Fox. Honestly, tear on after tear jerker. Uh, I mean, we would be ba- like like bawling every episode. Mostly just me, but so it was what? Very so the people who what are the people who stay on at the end? Do they win an extra big house? They win the best house, the best house. Yeah, yeah they win the best house. Oh, that I wonder if anyone's better. ever bummed. They're like, oh, we won the crappy house. No, but they're not crappy because Holmes knows they who all knows? worked. Yeah, how to make a home? They all worked on them. Oh, I would just hear these stories about people who would go on game shows, thinking that you know games like. Um, Deal or no deal. Yeah, sure. Where they would win, you know, like $100,000 and be backstage crying because they were like, oh, we, we thought we were going to win $800,000 and we already spent the money. Like, you what? what? Oh, that's bad accounting. Is that a thing that the people would do? That's what I heard. That's amazing. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just what I heard. And that's like me rolling it. into Vegas in an Aston Martin because I'm assuming I'm going to win enough to buy an that Aston Martin. That is something you would do. Well. <laughs> Not anymore. I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good for you. Yeah. No, it's that's great. Good for you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, are you off right now? You're you're off we're off. Uh, yeah, we're off this week. Uh, and then we come back for two more. And we're off for the holidays, but we got picked up for the you know the back nine. So nice. we're going to be shooting till March, and then and then we'll see. You're going to do a movie in June. We're going to do a movie in June. Then I'm going to take a little vacation with the family. The show's going to run forever. That's so uh, I mean. I don't know, I'll go to the Aston Martin dealership. Yeah. Maybe you and I go buy a couple of cars on the car. I'll tell you what Why the not? best thing to what do can is, go is wrong? that show's not getting canceled Standing ever. on the precipice of the back nine is where you really want to start buying extra luxury cars. Absolutely. Yeah, because that means it's going to go forever. It's funny. I, uh, you know, you go, you park in the garage at, at Fox uh, where we <laughs> shoot. And, you know, we're parked amongst the cast of a lot of shows, you know. And you know who the pros are right. versus who the new kids are. <laughs> Because there's, I'm not going to say any shows, but there was a show that's you know pretty new. You know, everyone's got oh, you know, like like uh, you know, the fresh off the boat gang. They got their old beaters, like mm-hmm. they know what's yeah. up. You know, they they're pros, right? Yeah. I know Randall Park a little yeah. bit. He's a pro, you know. But there's some other shows, you know, like brand new show, and you see there's shiny new cars. Someone's like, I got it, I got a show. I'm going to the dealership. I'm doubling down. Oh boy, uh, I'm getting something sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I oh no! <laughs> right, I know. You I could know. just cancel a show in the middle of a no. Wait, no, wait. But there's a contract. You oh, said I can't cancel the contract. You can. I read that I wrong. Didn't. See, when I signed this six-year deal, I thought I would be. I thought that I gotta keep my receipts. That just means that I gotta you keep only my receipts for six years. <laughs> 
So if I were to have, say, gone off-roading with this uh, mm. Porsche, uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. I could just give it back nope, and get all the money that, back. You, you just you have a Porsche now. Fuck. And that's it. No. <laughs> that's my favorite. Like, I love driving around Los Angeles, and you see the guys that, like, bought the Porsche in, like, 1990, uh-huh. and they're still driving that Porsche. Cause, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, stuck with it. I haven't oh, worked yes. since. Your, your assets are frozen in your success, and that can be very time-stamped, so you can yeah. see, like... You the, know, good, the good year. Yeah, was you, a good year? you yeah. see the good year. Like, oh, 94 was a really big year for that guy. <laughs> it's an expensive it's sort of like... Mm. I know, yeah. I know. Um, That's why you But lease. I'm sure everyone's going to be very successful yeah. and great... And uh, it's going to be terrific. And it's a great idea. Always buy the best car you can the second you get money. Bet on yourself. <laughs> That's what my wife always says. Bet on yourself, honey. Bet on yourself. <laughs> what about the kids? Fuck them. No. They got their own thing. They're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. Don't worry about them. You get your nice car. Yeah. Bet on yourself. My wife really believes in me. She's a real champion. She does? Yeah, that she does. A, it's, nice very it's, very it's, it's very sweet. It's very sweet. It's very sweet. Um she yells at you for not taking meetings. It's beautiful. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't have done this show. It would have been for Jennifer. But you need a nice person in your life that I has need your a, best I need a nice person. I need, <laughs> I, need one, I need one. I need one. My wife's really nice. She's really nice. I mean, not really. <laughs> I mean. Because she did yell at you. I mean, I mean. Let's be honest. She's kind of an asshole, but like in a cool way. She did sham you in front of the kids. Yeah. Yeah. But like in a cool, like I wouldn't like you know like in a cool way. Like if my wife was all like, "Oh hey, here's cookies," you'd be like, "Oh who's that?" Yeah, she's kind of you know she's kind of an asshole, but like cool. Hey asshole, cookies. Yeah, like all right. Yeah, hey, she yeah. kind of threw them at me. Yeah, cookies don't eat too many. Yeah, you know what I mean. She says that. I, 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 I like I, I ride I ride um, a bike you know uh-huh. for exercise and uh, you know and um, I'll be eating something. She's like, well, I don't know, honey. I'm like, what do you? I wrote. She goes, a lot of fat cyclists out there. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fat guys on bikes, honey. So she's not that nice, but she's right. awesome. Of course, of course. Yeah. You know, love is love. Sometimes is 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 harsh. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Love sometimes hurt. we fucking deserve it. Absolutely. And sometimes you need the people who love you the most to tell you that you're. Kind of a dick. And if you don't, then you grow up to be the douchebag that, you know, because you didn't have someone that was yeah. constructively. There are constructive ways to do it. It's constructive. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just like throwing cigarettes at your face and going, you fucking piece of shit. No, but it, it has come to that. <laughs> she doesn't even smoke. She just lights a cigarette no, to flick it at your like, head. She lights the cigarettes <laughs> just to throw them in there. I'm like, you can even take a drag on it. I, I asked the questions here. Yeah. I'm like, it'll be hotter. It'll hurt more <laughs> if you just <laughs> if you just, you know, stoke it a little bit, it's gonna it's gonna burn me more. But you know. <laughs> oh man. She can't be bothered to even hurt you more. Yeah. She's like, no. no. I just wanna humiliate you. Ugh. It's fine. Uh, well, I'm so glad that you were able to come on, and I'm sorry it didn't happen sooner. It wasn't. Aren't you? Yes, this was good. Imagine all the fun we could have had. I'm telling you, I feel like you know. There, what are you telling me? There are a handful of people that come on. Uh-huh. And I feel like I want you to come on with some regularity because you're sort of like one of us. Do you think like that? I I, am I? I do. There are some people that come on. And I go, hey, they they did a really great job. We haven't really had many bad experiences on this podcast mm-hmm. at all. But there are some people that are like, oh, that was really great. But I would never think, well, that person should come back all the time. But there are some people that just naturally click with us. 
people like you and Jason Schwartzman and like there there's really cool people that just sort of click in and you should you should just come back. He's right. Great. Can I have that seat? Do you have to be here? You anymore? can sit in Matt's seat. You, you can, can take my seat. Whatever. Can yeah. I hang out? I'll I'll, I'll we'll just take your seat. All right. Do you want to sit um, in it now to see what it feels like? It's uh-huh. gonna be warm. Yeah, it's gonna be really warm. Yeah, I mean, I have a yeah. I feel like you make chairs real hot. I make lots of things real hot. <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh, yeah. yeah, you what do. What I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for the grinder is on Fox Tuesdays at eight thirty. Tuesdays, although Tuesdays we're moving to nine thirty after the holidays. Oh, moving to nine. It's a big switch on Tuesday night. Brooklyn Nine Nine is coming from Sunday to Tuesday. And we're going to be after Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, that's fantastic. Brooklyn Nine-Nine at 9, followed by the Grinder at 9.30. It doesn't really work with the title, but it doesn't matter. I wish it was Grinder 30. (laughs) (laughs) Or Nine Grinder. So your show is about... (laughs) Your show is about... (laughs) Grinder. So your show is all about... You like Nine Grinder better? (laughs) The Grinder... Okay, yeah. Your show is all about um, meeting uh, anonymous gay men for sex That's in right. your area? Well, specifically Rob Lowe. <laughs> it's not anonymous. It's anonymous for he doesn't know who he's meeting up with. But, but you he's know. He's a real pro. You know you're going you're gonna to get some action with Rob. Yeah. You know that. Well, that's good, but Rob doesn't know. He doesn't know who's going to be. It's like Homes on Homes, but for a gay dating app. That's right. Yeah. And everyone wins everyone a home. Gets a everyone Lowe. gets a Rob Lowe. Guess whose dick you're going to suck. Guess who gets to suck Rob Lowe's dick, and then you reveal a picture of yourself, and you're like, oh, my God. And yeah. Then, and then he comes in. That's right. That I mean, I couldn't have said it better. That's that's what we're doing every week. Tuesdays after Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Rob Lowe job. Yeah. Hey. Oh, it works. <laughs> that's good. Um... Yeah, no, no one has sex with anybody. It's a very clean show. Very family fa- family comedy. Family comedy. You know, funny, irreverent, kind of a little meta. Yeah? Yeah, it's good. good. Well, I hope it runs forever. I mean, I think, it, I think, I mean, I have a lot of, I bought a lot of cars. I'm not going to lie. I bought, a, <laughs> that guy was talking about my story, it was me. That's I have, okay. We knew that, though. I have. You're I bought, trying to make you feel You're better. just trying to keep up with the cast of Empire, weren't you? I am. And, and Rob. I mean, Rob's got a lot of nice shit. <laughs> and so, like, everything he has, it's, like, the best of everything. You know, even, like, little meeting, like, you know, oh, Rob, can I borrow a pen? And it's just this pen made of just, it's like a quill. It's like an eagle's quill. It's a bald eagle's quill. It's a quill. bald eagle feather. It's a full eagle. It's just an, e- it's just an eagle. He just writes with its claw. You just tell the eagle what to write. <laughs> all, his, all his personal assistants are just endangered species. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a white rhino who drives him around. <laughs> oh, yeah, white privileged yeah, yeah. rhino. Yeah. That suit looks good, but you should take it to my puffin. Yeah. No, he's, he's, yeah, he's good. Um, no. Uh, so, what? yeah, I hope it runs forever. Yeah, I thank you. I hope it does. And you'll come back on in a couple months. His accountant's a peregrine falcon. Mm-hmm. A lot of endangered species out there. <laughs> Are we just going through endangered species yep. now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, snow leopards. Are sure. Endangered. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to think of. My son has a book. Uh, Everyone poops. No, it's a book about uh, all endangered uh, white. You know. Uh, I see white I see, rhino. I see a yeah white rhino. What, what do you see? I see a something looking at me. And I'm trying to think of all the different. There's a book about boa constrictor. I don't know. Whatever. We'll talk about it later. Next no. time. This is something for next time. That's your homework. We're going to figure this out right this now. Is, <laughs> this is something for next time. Could you call your wife and have her drive your son and the book over here? Oh, my gosh. She would love it. <laughs> I live, like, down the street. I live like, literally down. I live, like, four blocks from here. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So I'm going to be here. When, like, 
I'm going to be here a lot, even when I'm not invited. Please do. So I hope you meant it, because I'm going to take you up on it pretty often. I, I demand that that be the case. You just show up. Oh, Fred's here. Yeah. Hey, guys. And he's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I mean, you have all the curtains drawn and stuff, so... Yeah. Well, that, oh, that one's open. Yeah. yeah, this is a bad idea. I'm going to really start some shit up in here. And at that moment... You could just walk by some. Are you narrating? I was going to narrate. Okay, go. Yeah. yeah, okay. And at that moment, sitting there looking across from my friend Chris, I knew this would be the greatest podcast day ever, and our lives would never be the same. That's pretty good. Thanks. That's pretty good. Now you can fade out with the Joe Cocker song. We can't clear that. <laughs> He's not going to know. <laughs> Hey, everybody, I was just... That's my Joe Cocker. I was just listening to this fucking podcast, and I don't understand why I hear my song, but I don't see a paycheck in my fucking hand. Then Paul McCartney calls. I wrote it. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Paul, I was just collecting the money for you. Like, <laughs> I don't... I, hey, man, I don't want any trouble. I just... I, hey, Paul. Oh, Paul, you're hurting me. <laughs> Paul, let me go. What would you do if I say out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Let me your ears and I'll sing you a song. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.